0: It's a doubleheader sweep for the Apple Sox as they pick up a pair of identical 7-4 triumphs over the Springfield Drifters. In the game one earlier today, the Apple Sox picking up the win thanks to rallying to score four runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. When Wenatchee had a 3-1 lead going into the top of the fifth of game one. However, they gave up a three spot in the fifth, but that would not deter them. Michael Tavini drove in the game-tying run with an RBI double in game one. Couple batters later, Iván Arcutt gave the Apple Sox the lead. And then down the road, Adam Fossil with a two RBI double to make it 7-4. to Here's the 1-0. Breaking ball, swung on, hit toward the second baseman, Orajudos. Back to his left, into shallow right, flips to first, and the ball game is over. The Apple Sox win game one of the doubleheader against the Springfield Drifters by a 7-4 score. In game two, Pretty much all went at you from the get-go. Seven-run bottom of the first inning for the Apple Sox as 11 men came to the plate, and the big blow in the frame was a two-run homer from C.J. Horn. Each of the first four hitters of that frame started off with base hits, including uh, Joeichiro Oyama, who would go on to bat later in the inning and pick up another base hit in the frame. Two hits in that first inning for Oyama, three hits on the afternoon as well, as he had himself a great game number two. One-on-one the count, two down, five runs across for Wenatchee. in at first after reaching on an error. Horn blisters this one out toward right center field. This ball is going back. It's got some carry, and it's over the fence for a home run. A two-run shot to right center field for C.J. Horn. Mason Philly with seven strikeouts and four and a third innings of relief so far. The Southpaw's 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, first strike three and the Apple Sox sweep the doubleheader with identical seven to four victories. Mason Philly with eight strikeouts and four and two thirds innings of relief. He only allows one unearned run and the Apple Sox take both games today against the Springfield Drifters. And the Apple Sox taking this doubleheader thanks to pretty much going into cruise control and f- from there. They had a little bit of trouble later on. Jack Moffitt gave up one run in the second. He exited in the third inning after giving up one run. Pitching change was made. The Sox went to the bullpen. Mason Philly came in. At the time it was a 7-2 to game. Gave up one base hit to allow an an inherited runner to score rather and then in the third gave up one more but after that Philly was incredible. In relief he goes four and two thirds allows one unearned run punches out eight and walks one to pick up the victory. Wenatchee takes both games of the doubleheader and looks to take all three games of the series as it wraps up on Sunday at 1.05 p.m. We're joined now by tonight's well, he was the opening day starter, but tonight he came on in relief. Felt like a starting pitcher out there. Mason Philly, four and two-thirds innings. Gave up one unearned run, but more importantly, struck out eight. Mason, how did this feel for you to get back out there? It wasn't the opening day you start that you wanted a little over a week ago. You went out, and you put that behind you real quickly, didn't you?
1: Yes, sir. It, I mean, it felt great. That was, you know, the plan to come back and redeem myself. I mean, I felt like I was way better than my opening day, and I showed it tonight, and Coach trusted me, so it felt great.
0: What was the message from the coaching staff to you after that one? Was it kind of like just breathe and you'll get them next time?
1: Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, sometimes that's just how baseball goes. And, you know, tonight it was my night. What would you
0: learn from that that appearance on that Friday, on that opening day start two Fridays ago? What would you learn that day maybe you took into this outing and really executed
1: on? Uh, Just because somebody gets on base with a certain pitch don't mean you have to stop throwing it. Go right back at your stuff.
0: And what you really feel like you went right back at a lot? So it felt like you had a lot of confidence in your fastball today.
1: Fastballs in and curveballs, and that works. So.
0: Yeah, and a lot of great movement. What did that mean? You came into a tough situation in that third inning. One out, couple runners on, gave up the one single after that strikeout, but you buckled down right after that. It felt like after every base hit you allowed in this game, you actually did every time. You got a strikeout right afterwards. How did you reset when you went back onto the rubber?
1: Uh, I just got right back on the rubber and told myself I'm the man and I'm going to get it. So.
0: I'll tell yourself you're the man next time. Yes, Great stuff sir, here today, such. Mason. Thank thanks you. for joining us. That was Mason Philly, who went four and two thirds innings of scoreless relief to help the Apple Sox pick up a seven to four victory in the second game of this doubleheader. Fantastic job by him as he moves to one and one on the season and now we're joined by one of the many offensive stars of the day for the apple Sox, xander Orohudos who's joining us xander a great number game number one for you in which you picked up base hits in your first two plate appearances then here in game number two you kept it going sack fly in the first inning single in the second inning what was clicking for you guys especially you at the plate today
2: well i think we're just seeing ball well you know i'm sitting fastball my approach was see fastball adjust and stay up the middle and that's exactly what we did but like you said it's all of us you know so all of us are hot
0: it felt like it was just like an assembly line one guy went up next it's like that uh Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah I don't know if you ever seen that. no the one guy gets a hit next guy comes up and keeps it going you guys had everything going at the plate here today and you in particular you've been hitting the spot in the order where it's like you're kind of helping set the table for that bottom part of the order how has your approach been for that part? You've been batting fifth, sixth, seventh a lot, and that
2: is kind of a table-setting position in a lot of ways. Would you agree? I would agree, yeah. So for me, I'm usually at the top of the order in school ball, but all these guys are. So coming back, and, and it takes a lot of relief off me when I know the guy behind me, the guy in front of me, is going to do the exact same thing. So it's, it's nice hitting an assembly line. It makes it easy.
0: You've had a lot of big offensive seasons. A couple of years at Columbia Basin, just you know, eye-popping numbers you put up. What's it like being on a team like this where it feels like every night you're going to score at least five runs?
2: Like I said, it makes it easy, uh, especially going out there on defense, you know, like defense is it's tough when you're out there for long innings. But when you come in the dugout and you know you're going to get some more, it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Each of the first three games of the series, you were the DH. You were in second base for both games of this doubleheader. Solid hitter. you are Oyama at second. feels like you've got a great option there defensively. Do you? What, what's it like jumping back into that role of, okay, I'm defending and hitting today. Do you have to change
2: anything mentally? Take uh, a couple yeah. more reps before the game or something? Yeah, you have to lock in a little bit more. But uh, I'd say personally I like playing defense while hitting. It, I, I don't have a chance to get out of it. While DH, maybe you can get out of it a little bit mm-hmm. easier.
0: They're in the dugout when they're on the field, so that totally makes sense. But probably kind of nice you make a play in the field and you start off the next inning. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Well, Xander, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you hopefully again here pretty soon. Go get the win tomorrow. Appreciate it. Joel Norman alongside the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, who has just taken this homestand and taken it extremely seriously so far. This has been a great stretch of games for the Apple Sox. Skip, 4-1 uh, and one on the homestand. You guys are rolling right now. You go into a doubleheader. And the way your approach was, making a pitching change early on in that first game with Ryan Mullen getting pulled in the third inning, you were making it pretty clear, we want to get game one, and then we'll go from there. You did get game one, and then you really went from there. Seven-run bottom of the first inning. Give me your your takeaway from today. You had had a really long talk with the guys afterwards. You had to be real proud of their effort.
3: Yeah, yeah, proud of the fight. Um, Yeah, in game one we had uh, Ryan Mullen on the bump, it's always tough knowing, you know, when these guys come in. You know, you don't know exactly what guys are. And so wanted to see right away what Ryan was. And then uh, having Chase Matheny um, in our bullpen this summer is going to be huge. Um, we kind of knew that going in. I knew what Chase was. His coaches had told me he's one of the most competitive kids you're ever going to be around. Um, and so I just figured, you know, you know, it's close game early. Let's go to Chase and uh, let's see if he can just get us this win. We just needed to hold, uh, hold him down for a little bit and let our offense get going.
0: He had a little bit of trouble in the fifth inning. Gave up three runs in that frame. I think you could argue that first double probably was a ball that, with the sunshine, was a little bit tough to play. Might have had a chance of getting a play on it. How did you? What gave you confidence to keep him out there for the sixth and seventh innings?
3: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was making good pitches. That you know the guys put a couple good swings on him, but. You know, defensively, we just we just made a few miscues and weren't quite playing behind him. Um, I think a big thing as a coach is sometimes you can get so caught up in oh my God, there's a base runner on or a guy you know is on second. You got to kind of think through how that guy got there. And you know that was a that was a fly ball to right, probably should have been caught. Grant would tell you that. Um, and so I thought he was throwing well, and I just thought you know he gives us the best chance to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride him and uh, have no regrets doing that. What's been nice for you in this homestand, you've been
0: able to use a starting pitcher early, and in the last couple of days, you've been able to kind of ride a bullpen option. What does that mean to kind of have a tandem start like this? It sure helps when it's a seven-inning ball game, but what does that say to the arms that you have in this bullpen? That Even if a guy isn't starting, he's got a chance to be a real difference maker for multiple innings.
3: Yeah, the beautiful thing about uh, kind of the recruitment of this roster and, and our bullpen in general is there's a lot of guys that are starters that are in our bullpen. A guy like Mason Philly, uh, you know, he's been Arkansas' ace all year. And so um, anytime you got to go to a guy early, it's nice having a guy that can give you long relief, not just a couple innings of uh, baseball. So good to have guys like that in your bullpen.
0: Talk to me about him. I'm joined by Mitch Darlington after the Apple Sox sweep a doubleheader against the Springfield Drifters. Talk to me about Philly. His confidence had to be a tough spot after a couple Fridays ago, opening night, gets the nod, feeling pretty good. You had a great spring, and then, you know, Ben, they, they've been really strong offensively, and they got to him in that game. They had his number, but you went back to him, and you talked about let's get him a situation where there's a little time to breathe, there's time to go out there and just go out and execute. Seven-run bottom on the first, sure helps with that in game two. You hand it over to him a little bit later after that. What really what was your message like with him in between the home the series the season opener and today's game
3: yeah you know uh we told him going into this week going into this weekend you know that he'd probably be coming out of the bullpen and mason's one of the more competitive guys you're gonna meet you know for him uh it was probably a little shot to the stomach there getting getting put into the bullpen but uh you know it's really nothing that he did wrong uh, we just got to figure out what guys are we get these guys that come in and um, we you know the best way to figure out who who's what is to get him a start and you know get him some innings right off the bat and you know and figure this out early in June rather than later in the year so um we know what type of arm he is, I know what type of competitor he is, and uh yeah, this was a big night his his confidence wasn't shaken he went out there and just and shoved it for four innings for us.
0: You know, what I loved I said it to him was you gave up a base hit every time you did you struck out the next guy, I and mean, that takes so much to. To recover after that, you can get shaken. I, we saw that with pitchers on both sides that they gave up hits or there were mistakes made. They kind of snowballed after that. Philly didn't, and to me, I thought that really showed his age. Do you agree?
3: I agree. Yeah, we, uh, you know, and we we didn't play clean baseball completely behind it. That, you know, my, my talk after the game was. You know, we got two wins today, but we there's a lot we got to clean up. There, there's too many little errors we're making. Um, guys aren't playing confident. Um, part of that is just the infield. We're a little bit timid on some bounces and, and getting hops. And we just got to be more aggressive defensively, I think, and be confident in our throws. And and so, uh, yeah, Mason did a great job, even after some miscues behind him. You know, right back at it, told the guys, yeah, I got you, and and then made a, a great pitch the next uh, next batter.
0: Game 2. You guys score seven runs in the bottom of the first inning, punctuated on that two-run homer by C.J. Horn at the end, and that was really big because a batter before that Carson line and reaching on an error to score two, I'd argue that was bigger than Horn's, but Horn's' home run kind of said, okay, it's going to be that type of game. You make a mistake, the Sox are going to make you pay. Tell me what you liked about that first inning in particular. It felt like it was just an assembly line going to work.
3: Right. Yeah, I love, the, uh, I love the aggressiveness and I love the approaches. Guys were cutting it loose and hunting the fastball early. You know, and then it's just one of the hardest things in this game is you put up a seven spot like that and it's it it's so hard to keep that same energy and that same focus and, and not have that let up. And, you know, I was telling the guys, it, it felt like Springfield, you know, they were a little more competitive than us after that seven spot. They were fighting to get back into that game where for us it just felt like we were just kind of in cruise control and trying to find a way just to hold on and do enough to win. Um, so I, I'd rather see us as, you know, our lineup just stay in attack mode, stay hitting, and, you know, stay hungry early and count. It just seemed like we uh, kind of got passive after that seven spot, and and uh, we got runners on, man. We just could not get that big uh, two-out hit to find a way to get some guys in.
0: Yeah, five hits in the final six, final five innings after that seven-run, seven-hit first inning. How do you keep the, ke- the team going tomorrow? Because they've got to be feeling good, but like you said, maybe in a way sat back after that big first inning. How do you kind of relight that fire underneath them?
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think these guys uh, learned a little bit from that Port Angeles series. We uh, we took two from them and in dominant fashion. And I think we just that Wednesday we just it just felt a little too loose. Uh, you know, I was telling the guys I, I like loose, I like the summer baseball play free, but uh, Wednesday we were just a little too loose. And and uh, tomorrow we got to come out hungry and, and we got to hunt a sweep tomorrow.
0: Talk to fans about tomorrow's starting pitcher, a guy who, similar to the last couple of days, someone who they don't know. They right. haven't seen. He hasn't pitched in any games yet, frankly. Tell us a little bit about Felix Schled.
3: Yeah, Felix Schled, he's a uh, 2022 graduate. Um, man, he is a highly – there's a lot of hype around Felix. Um, he signed with Central Arizona, um, who just won the Junior College National Championship. Um, and so he's an 88-92 to 92 arm, got good stuff. Um, and so he's going to be commuting over Sunday and getting the start. Um, and then we probably should have Gianluca Shin uh, from University of Washington, a lefty, um, out of the bullpen. So really excited to see two more guys tomorrow and uh, maybe get Ashworth back out uh back in the bullpen and uh, ready to go. I don't
0: think anyone will be upset about that tomorrow. says so baseball card giveaway. So I'm sure that'll be <laughs> right. a popular one tomorrow. Uh, Mitch, last question for you. We've had the post-game tradition of having you up here in the press box after games for victories as well. We've talked with you other times. Another post-game little tradition you've had going has been going and getting the family photo after wins. What does that mean, having your family out here and your son Dash as well? I mean, that's got to be it's got to be a really cool moment where you just you step away from the game for a moment. You agree?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my wife uh, – Marina's going to kill me, but I've been saying, I'm like, hey, we're 3 0 when you bring the kid to the yard. <laughs> so uh, you may be making some road trips to Bellingham and Canada if we keep this thing rolling. So who knows?
0: we got to get that passport ready. I know, I mean, You're man. running out I don't, of time. Know. I don't
3: know. One year's old. We'll see if we can get something expedited oh, out here for him. Oh, man. So.
0: Plane ticket to Edmonton in a few weeks might what be an is issue. That? Maybe he'll be on your lap what for that one. Whatever it
3: takes. <laughs> whatever it takes.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully tomorrow won't be an issue, an afternoon game, so no worries about a bedtime <laughs> for tomorrow. Mitch, thank you for joining us. Go get him tomorrow.
3: All right. Thank you, Joel.
0: That was the head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, chatting with us after today's doubleheader sweep. It's been a fantastic homestand so far for the Wenatchee Apple Sox, and they're looking to continue to roll on Sunday when they take on the Drifters at 1.05 p.m. Great day for a doubleheader on Saturday. Great day to take both games. You're just happy sometimes to split them, and this Wenatchee Apple Sox team is was looking for more than just splitting, and they did exactly that. Before both games, I had a chance to catch up with a couple of the players I had a chance before the first one to catch up with Ryan Mowen On Friday night, I actually spoke with Luke Stuka first before we realized that game wasn't going to happen. Let's hear from those two interviews that I had. First, the chat with Stuka. We're joined by a familiar face. A lot of you in attendance should know this one. To my right, this is Luke Stuka, as I'm Joel Norman, as we get set uh, for tonight's game. Luke, you just got back into yeah, town yesterday. In. Uh, what's it been like being back into Wenatchee,
4: like putting on an old shoe? Oh, it's fun. You know, I even got recognized in the airport. Somebody was like, I think you gave one of my – you gave my son a home run ball last year. and So it's <laughs> awesome just seeing, you know, people all around. and. So at the same family again and they're awesome and I was able to bring in Mike and we're both loving it so far so.
0: Celebrity treatment can't beat that. (laughs) It's awesome, it's awesome. (laughs) Talking about Michael Davini of course who played with you at Saddleback this past year. Let's talk about your spring season. Of course you got a commitment out of it. You're going to play at Cal State Northridge. First off congratulations. Talk to me about you know why you wanted to go there in particular.
4: Um, You know I think they're they're in a really good conference, the Big West Conference and you know it's pretty close to home where my parents will be able to come out and watch and It's just as they wanted me, and it was just going to be a good fit, I think.
0: You've got a year in the West Coast League already, obviously. Last summer, you've been through a season. You know what it's like. You were here start to finish last season. For better or for worse, heard a little bit in there as well. What did you learn from last season that you're going to take into this summer?
4: You know, just uh, taking care of the body, especially. You know, for me, I was pretty much playing every single day last year, which was awesome. You know, nothing else I'd rather do, but just maintaining and taking care of things and just how to prepare and how to understand that you know there's going to be tomorrow if you have a bad day and you're going to get a lot of bats so
0: it's just excited. Talking to Luke Stuke ahead of tonight's game between the Apple Sox and the Springfield Drifters. Luke I think it's probably fair to guess that your favorite moment from last summer was heading for the cycle. Yep. Talk to me about another moment from last year that sticks out with you as you throughout this off-season and now here now you're back in town. Um, from like summer ball or just yeah, from summer last summer. Year. I mean,
4: you know, I just definitely miss the group of guys just hanging out with them. You know, I'm sure with this group, you know, we're all gonna get close. Mm-hmm. But it starts a little weird, and then just you're gonna, we're all gonna be. Coming a tight group and yeah. just missing those guys. Obviously, being here without them is kind of weird. But
0: it, yeah, a few guys coming back. Yeah. Enzo Apodaca yeah. will be here yeah. soon. Tyler Chipman will be. I yeah. think he's supposed to be this weekend. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah, but no, it'll be. And then you know I got
4: Mike too, and yeah, I'm excited to meet all the rest of these guys. So
0: talk about Mike. Uh, we've seen him really rake to start his tenure yeah. with the Apple oh, yeah. Sox. People have learned this guy can hit. and There's yeah. a reason why he's going to Coastal Carolina. What's something the fans should know about him that you know? Um, I mean he also. You know,
4: he's not going to say it, but he could get on the bump and he's up to like 92, 93, but he's, they tried to get him pitching this year and he's, he's say no way, no way. He yeah. just wants to hit. He's a hitter. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, he certainly has hit so far. Well, Luke, best of luck here tonight. You're in the line. The offense has been swinging the bat. Looking to see you yeah. add to it. Excited. Excited to be back. Thank you. We're joined by the Apple Sox starting pitcher for this first game, Ryan Mullen. And Ryan, you just got into town a couple of days ago. Uh, What's it been like? You get a game rained out. How does that change things
5: for you? Yeah, I was definitely some uh, nerves running through yesterday, but I'm happy to get the game bumped today. So no rain and sunshine and able to have a good first game.
0: This is a little bit more like it for you. You're from California. This is more what you're used to. And frankly, we're used to this more often this summer here. Had you ever had a game really affected by rain too often?
5: Uh, we had one uh, rain game this year, but other than that, I've never pitched in the rain before, so <laughs> it would have been a neat experience, but I'm happy it's sunny outside.
0: Yeah, glad you don't have to worry about your grip at all a little bit today. Let's talk about you on the mound. I guess we're going to find out in a few minutes here what you're like on the mound, but explain to fans what they can expect when they see you toe the rubber this summer.
5: Yeah, um, I'm a competitor on the mound. I like to compete and be better than them, so hopefully it works the right way tonight. What are some of your goals here for
0: the summer? You get into town recently, you're joining the team, you're being used as a starting pitcher immediately as an incoming freshman. That's a huge vote of confidence from the coaching staff. What are you looking to work
5: on, though? Um, Just mix up my pitches, work on my off-speed pitches. I didn't really have to use a whole bunch of off-speed back in California for my high school, but decided to mix it up and face some good, better competition college guys.
0: What are some things uh, from this past spring you're hoping to take into the summer that you learned? Because it is interesting just kind of jumping from one season to another. I'm sure you've done this before with Legion Ball before, but it is a challenge. What would what, you t- Talk to me about that spring season here this past year.
5: Yeah, our spring um, went pretty well. I did pretty good, but we didn't really play as many games as we wanted. We lost in the first round of playoffs, but hopefully we could play some playoff ball here and get um, more experience in playoff baseball under my belt. Yeah, get down there, down the road. Getting started, though, here, of course, uh, starting with this
0: one here. Ryan, thanks for joining us, and good luck this afternoon. All right, thank you. That does it for this edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. By the time you're listening to this, it will already be Sunday, and we hope you can make it to this afternoon's contest between the Apple Sox and the Drifters at 1.05 p.m. If not, tune in beginning at 1240 to KCSYFM.com to listen to the action as the Apple Sox look to take all three games against the Drifters. This is Joel Norman, and you've been listening to the Apple Sox Podcast.